Jeremy. 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 Fitty fitty. Today we've got a topic that a lot of people have asked us to talk about. I'm ready to talk about it. Jeremy Lin has left the NBA, but has entered a new phase of his career in the CBA, the Chinese Basketball Association, for the Beijing Shogang Ducks, a.k.a. Ah. the Beijing Ducks. A.k.a. the Beijing Ya Lanchu, the Julebe. Julebe. Hey, you know what, guys? We have four points that we're going to cover because, as you guys know, we don't have to go over our relationship or... You know how much we support Jeremy Lin. We're friends with Jeremy Lin. We're friends with Jeremy Lin. Not the best friends, but we're friends. Um, so we care a lot about him. And uh, obviously also his impact. So let's just go over these four points that we came up with, David. Because there's a lot to talk about. And there's a lot to extrapolate as well. Just let me give you guys a 10-second refresh. In 2011, Jeremy Lin had Linsanity. Incredible. And then he's had a very up and down career since then. Due to injuries as well, as along with, you know, and, the team, the fit. And everything. it all culminated uh, with him being on the bench, but winning a championship with the Toronto Raptors this past season. But then he went to Taiwan and was giving a testimonial and he broke down and basically said that the NBA had given up on him. And that was the last viral thing that I'm sure a lot of you guys watching Remember, and a lot of people wanted us to talk about that. I had people messaging me on Instagram, out of my circles, inside of my circles, wanting me to talk about it. Andrew, I didn't feel comfortable. Why do I need to have a strong opinion on Jeremy having a vulnerable moment? Like, that's what it was. I'm not, like, what is there to say? Like, yeah, he, he shed some tears. He was in an emotional state, but he was being real. That's my take on it. Do you guys want to hear something more interesting? And I do think a lot of... Uh, I mean, he's my friend. Yeah. I didn't want to say it. No, I mean, what, that's not the point of this, okay, guys? We got a lot more other stuff to talk about, guys. Because, are, because the, the situation has since further developed. David, he signed with the Beijing Ducks now. So we need to talk about and answer the question, one, was it the right move? Two, what other things could possibly he do outside of basketball over in China? Number three, what does it mean to Asian Americans? And number four, what are our predictions for him? I had a lot of people hit me up for predictions, too. Hey, let's go for it. Guys, point number one. This was the right move for him, even though it was disappointing to everybody at first, and especially him. I personally went through an arc. Okay. Tell me about the arc. My initial reaction was, nah, man. Wait it out. Somebody's going to get injured. Wait it out for a 10-day. You did say that. Just yeah. get on a training camp contract which is obviously non-guaranteed. It doesn't mean anything. You, in your head, in your heart, were trying to will it through. I remember that. You told me this. I said, trust me, they're going to need a veteran point guard who understands the schemes, can read the offense, read the defense. And that's, that's not crazy things to say. That's not weird. That, I, that, I see your point. And I do think sure. that if Jeremy would have stayed and not signed the contract in Beijing, that he would have been able to get on a training camp contract or a 10-day. But as veterans... Most veterans do not like to do that because obviously they're a vet. They don't want to be back like a rookie again yeah, or like a, a G League player. I mean, even as a Chinese American that has a lot of respect for the CBA and obviously we go back and forth to China a lot. Of course, it was disappointing when I heard 
Uh, there was no NBA teams offering anything good to Jeremy, no significant roles to him. I don't know if there was like a 10-day contract thrown in there somewhere. Either way, it was not a significant role. Well, the truth, is, so, the truth is, Andrew, to most Americans, no other leagues in the world matter. No. Yes or no? No. To most Asians, Americans, it doesn't Asians matter. don't, I mean, I'm sorry. Americans don't even care about international competition. No. Like, we don't really care that Team USA took like ninth place in FIBA. Not really. Not because you just... Not everybody even watched the FIBA games. You're like, honestly, if you didn't watch any of it, to you, it didn't happen. Yeah. So basically, the key is that it is true that a lot of Americans, including Asian Americans, to a lot of Americans, including Asian Americans, the only league that matters in the world is the NBA. Right or wrong? Right or wrong to have that belief? Do you agree with me? I agree that people have that belief. Is it a little bit wrong? It's understandable, but... More importantly, I think this was the right move because he gets to play ball again. Did you know he's been trying to have a significant and heavy role on a team since Brooklyn? That's why he signed to Brooklyn. Remember when he signed to Brooklyn, a lot of people were like, Jeremy, why are you taking the money? Man, Brooklyn's not a good team, blah, blah, blah. But he's like, listen, I get my own team here. Obviously, unfortunately, things happened. He got hurt early on. It just threw everything into a spiral, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, dude, Jeremy has been yearning. And I know this much about it that he's been wanting to play and be the focal point of an offense for a long time. And the Beijing Ducks are giving him that opportunity. Now, is the CBA, the NBA? Heck no. It is not, it's not really the same level at all. Even though there are some NBA players that play in the CBA already. Right. It's, the rankings of league in the world probably go NBA, Euro League, G League. And then... There's maybe tied almost, between, almost after that, it just kind of drops off. Uh, maybe, and, and I would yeah, say CBA is probably top six. And you could just argue maybe a Latin American league. But but you know what it is? Even though maybe competitive-wise, it's not maybe even top three league in the world. But like market-wise, it's huge. It's a top two league in the world yeah. market-wise. Market-wise, right? It's behind the NBA. Because China's just a huge market. Asia's a huge market too. Even though I do think the top players in Euro League made make yeah. just as much as the top level players in CBA. I believe the highest paid CBA player is Yi Jianlian at one point. Yeah. So right now, I believe it is by far the best move for Jeremy. I'm very happy. We're very excited. We can all share the sentiment. But my initial reaction when I saw him announce that he was going to the CBA when he had that little uh, Twitter video said, Beijing, right? Um, I'm coming. Uh, I was saddened because that's I think it was when I felt on TikTok. Yeah, yeah, it was released on TikTok first. I felt like that was like him saying, "I'm ready to never go back to the NBA again if I don't get a good offer." He's like, "I'm mentally and emotionally prepared." That that was the end of my NBA career. I haven't talked to Jeremy too much about it. I believe that he's emotionally, mentally, and physically prepared. That the phase two of his career, which will be from now until the end of his career, will be in Asia. And there's nothing wrong with that. And we're going to get to that point later. We're going to talk more about this. But basically, guys, to sum it up, we're so happy. There's a lot for him to do out there. He's going to be the focal point of an offense. I, I think of one of the biggest teams out there. He's going to get and, to play again. And I've heard, um, I'm not the biggest CBA head, but I know a little bit, that the Beijing Shogang Ducks needed a playmaking point guard to distribute to offensive uh, weapons on the wing that couldn't they weren't necessarily creators, but they have offensive ability. So his ability to break down a defense, look into the corners and find people, find seams, and kick the ball out or take it 
all the way to the rack himself, pretty much it's going to be the, the Beijing Shogang Ducks have a good chance of winning the championship in the CBA this upcoming season. Just ask yourself, guys, do you want to see Jeremy sit on the end of the bench on maybe not even a great NBA team or see him ball out in China? And I think Jeremy said to himself, listen, I'm trying to ball. And China's going to love him. In fact, they already love him. And so, there's going to be some really dope highlights. Dude, I'm just saying, how can, it be go, how can it be wrong to go back to a... Not to go back. How can it be wrong to go to a country where everybody's going to love you and cheer for you and you still get paid and you get to ball out and play heavy minutes and be the focal point of offense? How is that bad? If you put it, frame it in that way, there's no way that that's not the right choice. For I think as the world becomes more international-minded, especially with Marbury going over and actually winning championships with the Beijing Shogang Ducks, you know, a few years prior, um, people have really, and they're getting there. It's a gradual baby step process. Yeah. Americans are opening up their worldview a little bit. You know, to be honest, this is just to show you how like American-centric Americans are. We will follow MLS highlights before we follow um, like, European soccer highlights from like Premier League or whatever. Like I'm more familiar with MLS highlights than Premier League highlights. Even though the Premier League's better. Guys, point number two. Well, you know the funny thing is, Andrew? MLS in America is like the CBA for NBA players. That's true. They come over here to get a big paycheck sometimes just to ball out and have fun. Uh, point number two. Jeremy Lin will have the opportunity to do so much more out there beyond just play basketball. First now, of all, I think the basketball is going to go well. But go. secondary-wise, you've got everything regarding your brand, hey. endorsements, TV appearances, you, the ability to just push Movies? In. Yeah. Movies. The Chinese Space Jam. Anyways, um, David, Tong. a lot of... Tong something, yeah. Space Jam. Maybe there's... He hasn't done it yet because he hasn't even played yet. But once he sinks into the like once he gets a hold of his chinese system he's going to be able to do so much any camp that he wants to do partnerships brands products that he wants to push messages he wants TV to push shows tv shows movies and this is the great thing about jeremy well he'll he'll be like lebron in la dude but jeremy in beijing but actually people are going to love him more than lebron in la because actually some la people still hate lebron but jeremy is so positive be like kobe in la yeah it's like kobe can do no wrong in la i think jeremy He's such a positive guy. He has a positive upbringing. Um, he has a great heart. And I think that's going to shine through in China. Yeah. And I know that a lot of people, um, Jeremy's parents are from Taiwan. But if you guys know about the Taiwan Super 8 League, it's just way too small of a league. Yeah. Like it's not, the infrastructure's not there. The fan base is not there. The Taiwan League is not on the same level as the CBA even. Because um, right. a lot of the best players from the Taiwan League will play in the CBA. Um, but Jeremy's little, younger brother actually plays in the Taiwan League. Yeah. And actually, yeah, their team just joined the ABL. So, hey, you guys, Nelson Chan, our friend, may be matching up with uh, Joe Lynn. Yeah. Maybe th this upcoming season. That'd be fun, man. Um, David, uh, why don't you use your imagination right now and extrapolate some possible partnerships or things that Jeremy might be doing in China? Because right, you got some ideas. All right, first of all, let me just say this. His first, all right, XTEP was a Chinese running shoe, running brand, yeah. I believe. Not and, even and, a leaning, they, not an answer. They did other sports too. Yeah. I want to say tennis. But they're not known for basketball. They just, Jeremy's heading up their brand new basketball division. Wow. So it's sort of like um, New Balance or Puma coming back into the basketball game and making somebody their main guy. 
Okay, so Jeremy, I believe, is not just going to have one shoe a year. I believe if, especially everything goes according to plan, they're going to build out a whole like lifestyle line. Yeah, maybe not to the tier of Jordan brand because very few people got like Jordan brand. At least like what Russell Westbrook got right now, where if you guys know about Westbrook, he doesn't just have a performance shoe he wears during the season. He has a takedown version. He has a low. He has a lifestyle. I'm just talking about multiple sneakers, maybe a Jalen sandal. Dude, he's going to have so many products. Apparel. With his name on it. Yeah. So that's just from a sportswear angle. Duh, that's the most obvious integration. Right, because his, uh, by the way, his thing with Adidas ended. Yeah. Jeremy is not with Adidas anymore. He's with XTEP. XTEP. Look it up. Call us. Maybe. <laughs> just saying. Uh, I think that for sure the next, because he already had a TV show. He already had a TV show. Jeremy had a full TV show? Yeah, but it was based around basketball. Oh. It wasn't like a sitcom. It was like a basketball show where uh, players oh, yeah, come yeah, on yeah. and play one-on-one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, with Jay Chow. Yeah. So TV shows, specifically basketball. I think that the majority of things are going to be basketball themed. Do you agree? Yeah, I like, do it, agree. They would be the more natural brand extension versus him. You know, but it, who knows? You know, uh, LeBron at this point is doing things that are non-basketball related. And David, you know what is something I'm very excited about? Jeremy having an impact on the game of basketball. Not just all that extracurricular stuff, but think about it. Because that's for his personal yeah, brand. Because on, a, on just a game level, Jeremy in the NBA is known to be a smart player. He's known to be a great playmaker. Sure, he has his weaknesses, but everybody knows that he was drawing up plays on Houston with Kevin McHale. Yeah. For everybody IQ. else. Also, Kevin McHale, not, not a high IQ coach. Right. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, that's true. But Jeremy, very smart, right? Undoubtedly, even on an NBA scale. Think about it. When he brings that basketball IQ to China, which, to be honest, China is not known yet for producing high IQ guards. No. Um, the sets that they run are not nearly as complicated as Western countries. That includes and, Europe. And I do want to note Yao Ming, very high IQ player. Yeah. But not all Chinese players were high IQ. And Jeremy is now... I'm not going to lie, Yi Jianlin. I... <laughs> He ain't a coach on the floor. I think Jeremy may not be the top scorer in the CBA because that's not necessarily his game, but he is the best playmaker now in the CBA yes, as a point guard. I agree. Immediately. So he's immediately the best point guard in the NBA. I, I mean, sorry, he's immediately the best point guard in the CBA. And are you saying that Jeremy Lin has the opportunity to revolutionize Chinese basketball or Asian basketball? I think general? he has the opportunity to revolutionize Asian guards, particularly. Yeah, the big and, men. Maybe I don't know his impact, but guards, guard play for sure. Like Guai Lun, he's not going to be able to take some notes from Jeremy. I don't know if Jeremy's going to sit down and teach him. I mean, if he's going to have time for that, but you know what I mean. Someone told me that his impact in China or Asia in general depends on who listens to him. Um, will not just be from a play action standpoint. You know, the coaching X's and O's, or you'd run in horns or ice or whatever like that. He'll bring that. Yeah. He'll also bring just an aggressive attitude and will uh, willpower that they've never been exposed to over there. Yeah, Because the, if you look at the reasons why Team China fumbled the ball in FIBA, it's not because they weren't better than some of the teams they lost to, but they played poorly under pressure. They got scared. They started passing up shots. Right. Nobody wanted the ball. Nobody wanted the burden. But guess what? In nobody wanting the individual burden, Andrew, they all got blamed they all got blamed. Yeah. And Yao Ming tried to take the fall. Yeah, even Yao. Yeah, oh. Yao tried to take the fall, which was very Asian. But uh, 
I don't think anybody was like, yeah, that was Yao's fault. Or the, <laughs> the what? What? Um, no, and you know what I'm really excited about? Not just the CBA, because some of those players are too old to relearn the game, but the young kids. Jeremy's going to be setting an example of what a guard is supposed to be like. Creative. Creative. He's got court vision. He's always looking for the pick and roll. He Communicative. Communicative. And I think that for young players in China, young kids coming up playing basketball is going to be huge. Because if you guys know, um, to be honest, guys, China is famous for loving basketball and to a certain extent also loving soccer, but not being on an international spectrum very good at either of them. Ugh. It like hurts. China is surprisingly... Be I mean, they did good in that in the 08 They've Olympics. They've done better. They, they did good in the 08 Olympics with Beijing, but Yao was there. Yao really like holds everything together, but like, because yeah. Yao had the mentality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but basically, this new crop of players, they have some individual talent, but they literally cannot put it together in a cohesive, gelled, well gelled package. And I do think a lot of that, a lot of Asia struggles. Period. Yeah. Like. Yeah, I mean, you look at Japan right now, they're doing good because Roy Hachimura, but that typically Asian teams struggle. Like in international competition. Yeah. Typically, that's huh. just straight up like, versus other continents, Asia struggles. And, you know, some people say, oh, it's a height thing, but, you know, there's, there's tall players on every team. Like, basically, Jeremy's going to have an opportunity to increase not only the mindset, but the technical skill level in that region. I'm excited. I think so. And it might take more than a year to do it. So I don't know. Jeremy just signed a one-year contract. So well, I think he's going to see how it goes. I, I think if he does well, I'll, he'll stay. But I, I don't know what it looks like if he does terrible. I just hope it's not going to happen. Yeah. I think um, as long as he stays healthy, it'll be fine. Yeah. I think, uh, hey, Andrew, just like a pick and roll, this one-year contract, it's going to be a read and react situation. Oh, David, point number three. What this shows Asian Americans is a possible path for a rebirth of a career for those who do not feel like that they can do it here, maybe in America. Now, basically what I'm saying is that I think he's setting a precedent to inspire a lot of other Asian Americans, men and women, to possibly see Asia as a better option. And I'm not saying that comparing the two countries, but sometimes you just get opportunities out there that you won't get in America. That's a fact. Well, because you're an Asian in Asia versus being an Asian yeah, minority have, in the West. You have different strengths. And Jeremy Lin is showing that. And Jeremy Lin being, you know, our full Asian sports icon of our era, you know, him being like, hey, man, I'm cool with China. I enjoy it out there. I like the fans out there. I like the culture out there. And they're giving me a good opportunity. So how can I say no? And I think that's good for people. Same thing happened with uh, MC Jin. Yeah. I mean, Jin... Uh, you know, had a career in the U.S. for a while being a hip-hop artist. It didn't, you know, maintain. Went back to Asia. We have a ton of friends who do that in this um, Far East movement. Had a number one single in America. But I would say their primary tour money in 2019 is coming from Asia. Yeah, they're and, they're, Asian. and they're working with a lot of Asian artists now from yeah. Asia. Um, I, I mean, I think there's multiple stories, but I just think Well, like, obviously, to be honest, there might not even be an instance of an Asian becoming an ultra superstar in America in sports or music. Movies is different. Aquafina is becoming one right now. But I'm talking about movies or music. I don't know if there's a single incident of an Asian who maintains superstar status in the West. 
superstar stat. I mean, there's not even that many Asian superstars, so it's tough to say. Yeah, but, and I'm not taking away from Naomi yeah. Saka or um, Michelle Wee or like you know Chloe Kim. Chloe Kim. Yeah. Like, I'm talking about like competitive sports where like no, they no, there's high achieving Asians yeah. for sure. But uh, yeah, no, as far as like maintain. as far as like yeah, perennial, it, it, especially men in a contact sport. It's crazy. No, there, I don't think there's been any. Yeah, unless you count baseball. There's been some pitchers, but Ichiro was good. He's from Asia. Yeah, he's from yeah. Asia. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, I, I overall just think that it's cool for people to see that and to see somebody as relatable as Jeremy just be like, yeah, man, whether I'm, I hate, and, and look how globalized of, look at where globalization has taken us now, where Jeremy can be like, oh, I got a cool option in China. Cool. Yo, if the NBA wants to pay me back up, I'll just go back to the NBA. Oh, hey, if that does something, I can go back to the CBA, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's just showing a fluidity between the two cultures and countries for a career that I don't think people had really seen before. Because Jin, you would say, Jeremy still has a better shot at probably an American career popping up again than maybe Jin, I mean... I don't yeah, know. for sure. Shout out to Jim. But yeah, yeah. But shout out to Jim. But I don't think, I think he's gonna come back and become a yeah. music star. Yeah, I think it's it's kind of like been said for Jim. And, and I don't and think this is just here. for Asians. If you look at Macklemore, Macklemore had a number one album. His second uh, album, he went straight to Europe. Yeah, because that interest really wasn't popping and, in the U.S. And anymore. I think he makes most of his tour money in Europe. Like Macklemore's crowds in Europe are like fifty thousand people. They look ridiculous. Well, you'd think he was like Eminem. At the peak of Slim yeah, Shady, you'd here think he's from Europe, but he's just from Seattle. He does look European. He's pretty white looking, but he's from Seattle. He's an American guy. Um, so I think that, like you said, and uh, even seeing other players like Leandro Barbosa, Carlos Arroyo, obviously after their NBA thing kind of ended, they went back to their own country, played ball. Le Barbosa still playing Bogut. in FIBA. You guys, Bogut. Andrew Bogut. Bogut story is crazy. Um, was constantly getting injured in the NBA. The NBA season's 82 games long. It's really... But, but people wanted him. It's the most grueling season of any league in America because it's the longest, too, and just... Anyway, it's really intense. There's hella teams in it. There's 30 teams. Uh, Bogut, after his career kind of went down in the, in the U.S., went to Australia, became the Australian League MVP, and still got recalled just last season for the playoffs for the Warriors. He almost won a championship. Uh, yeah, well, you know, I was just being the MVP. Yeah, why don't I pop over back to the Bay Area and win a ring? Hey, that's not too much running. I uh, just got to oh, trim uh, down a little bit, like maybe prep for like a week or two. So, uh, Steve, all you want me to do is uh, clog the paint, grab some rebounds, set some screens. Sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Easy. I'm sure Steven Adams, when he's like 37, 38, 39, will be able to play pro in Australia or New Zealand should he decide to. And it's really cool to just see those people go back to their country and bring a piece of the NBA and a piece of America with them. Now, and here's the thing. A lot of people don't understand. And yeah, people are going to say, well, Jeremy's not from there. He's not. But a lot of people perceive Jeremy to be from there. Jeremy is loved almost like he's from there. He is American born, LA born. We get it for sure. He's Chinese American, Asian American. But... His like kind of influence and his like footprint can be huge. I mean, and China's his, the next frontier. It's the next biggest market in the world next to the U.S. And for some industries, it's going to surpass the U.S. and be the number one consumer market for that thing in the entire world. Exactly. Let's just say his NBA career is over. 
It's possible. It's possible. But it does. He's made his impact in America. He gave us insanity. He gave us a lot of other good seasons. He was a top three or four, six man of the year candidate on the Hornets. He's established himself. He played ball. He was good. But the next frontier, the next impact, the next globe, in a way, like China, if you look at it almost like its own planet, he's, he's able to impact another world out there. And I think that is really exciting. And obviously, you know about the goals of his teams. Like, there is a even a spiritual aspect, yeah. religious aspect that he sure. wants to represent, you know? Yeah. And, and obviously, you know, it's a little different over there, but I think he's going to be able to spread a positive message. And I think that is going to fit really well in China right now. So guys, I think that a lot of things in the West that were perceived a certain way are going to be perceived completely differently. You mean like, like the way either. Jeremy doesn't really technically foul people very harshly. It's yeah. funny because Jimmer is Mormon, right? But if you watch Jimmer in China and Jimmer even in the U.S., swearing, fighting, player, other players on the court. Yeah. Like, he's really conventionally alpha, uh, you know, in the warrior sense. Yeah. If you look at Jeremy, Jeremy doesn't want to fight other players. It's not that he's not intense, but he doesn't want to hurt other players. He doesn't mm -hmm. want to technically foul other players in a way that is... There's a certain level of violence that's accepted at the pro level. Uh, yeah, I mean... And, and Jeremy doesn't even push it up to the... The max. No, I think I think it's fair to say Jeremy is strong and he's athletic, but he's not the roughest player. And he's a nice guy. Yeah, and he's a nice guy. And there, there's a lot rougher players that have jobs in the NBA. Like yeah. a, way more rougher players. And I'm saying that in the West, Warrior Land West, there was a perception that Jeremy, when it came to the 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 rough and tumble kill or be killed aspects, he was a little soft. I'm not saying that's true. I'm just saying there was that perception. Yeah, and I can see there. why they had that perception. But do I fully agree with it? No. But I'm just saying in the East, they won't perceive it that way because they'll be like, man, that's a good guy. He doesn't, doesn't want to hurt other people. Right? I mean, yeah, this is a cultural difference. Or like the way he was like, you know, even being vulnerable to admit that he had hit rock bottom. In the West, it was perceived a certain way. And maybe I would say perceived a little weak. Yeah. But in the East, I think they were just like, wow, you talked about your feelings. Yeah. That's how you were feeling. You were vulnerable. Well, I think what it shows basically is that this is, I don't want to say a second chance for Jeremy, but it's a rebirth. This is a refresh. And it's a big refresh. And it's going to be a fun refresh. And we're excited. And I'm excited to go out there and go to some games in Beijing. Hell yeah. David, we just went to Beijing. We just went to China twice. In the past year, we might have to go more frequently. I had fun every time. Um, guys, last point, Dave, I want to cover. 27 minutes in. Predictions for Jeremy. I had some people message me and say, hey, man, what do you think Jeremy's going to do out there, like stat-wise? What do you think? The game's a little different. They count assists a little bit more strict. So maybe what, in the, what is an assist in the NBA might not get counted in the CBA. And then uh, there's different goaltending rules and uh, all this stuff. What are your predictions for Jeremy? 25 and 7. I mean, I'm sorry, 22. I, I fluctuate between 20 and so 22. Just say the whole thing. 22 points, 5 rebounds, 7 assists. But you guys have to understand that 7 assists is more likely like 10 or 11 in the U.S. based on... because. Assists is very subjective. Right. How many dribbles did they take? How many steps did they take? Right. Um, what do you think about the success of the team? What's your prediction? 
Do you think they win the championship? Just go to the championship. CBA champions. CBA champions. The Beijing, Beijing Ducks. Be, the Jeremy Lin, Lin Suhao, led Beijing Shogun Ducks are going to the championship this year. Okay. Not a bad, not, not, a, not a bad prediction. My prediction. I mean, anything. I mean, Lance Stevenson just went with Liao Ning, so I don't know. Maybe. But you know, you know what's interesting, Andrew? A lot of people are like, oh, Jimmer killed it over there because Jimmer averaged like 35 and 36 points a game. Mm -hmm. You know he never won a postseason game in two years with the Shanghai Sharks? Dude. Jimmer never won a playoff game. Dude, just to put it in perspective, guys, there is a guy named Pierre Jackson who last year dropped 39 a game. That's a lot of points in the CBA. Holy crap. I don't know how his team did, but... There's a lot of points to go around if you're a prolific NBA scorer. Um, Jeremy, I'm going to predict 26 points a game, a little bit higher. Seven rebounds. I think Jeremy's a strong rebounder. And I know it's harder to get assists, but I think he's going to get eight assists and three steals. That is a pretty good stat line. Yeah, that is a good stat that line. That is like beyond anything he had in the NBA. Let me say this. Let me say this because some people are going to say, oh, your stats were too low, David. I think he's going to do it on high efficiency numbers. That's fair. Because you, you got to know... It's all about usage and efficiency, too. It's not just about putting up numbers because if you take all the reps from your other teams, then they don't have any reps to do anything. No, I'll defend your prediction, even though I think he's going to average more. Uh, he has two other ex-NBA players on that team, and they're like shooters. They're probably, I think at least one of them is a better shooter than Jeremy. I mean, generally, you know. Hamilton. Uh, yeah, Hamilton. So I'm like, yeah, he's got a shooter to kick it to. So that guy's going to score a lot, too. I think he's just going to create a lot of points for that team. Because you know how like James Harden creates a lot of points between his assists and points that he actually scores? He just creates a bunch of offense. And I think Jeremy's going to be able to do something similar to that. Do I think Jeremy's going to even average 30 points? Tough to see. It's not really his game. Yeah, that's not really his game. Um, it, could, it could happen, but as we know, probably not. But I do think he's going to average in the mid to high 20s. Good assists, good rebounds. I think three or four steals, man. He's going to... He's going to be snatching those balls. Yeah, that's true. Um, Play the passing lanes? Come on, Jeremy. Jeremy got a decent amount of steals in the NBA. He's going to be reading the offense. I'm, just, I'm still excited. You know, Jeremy, he's only 30. Um, and 30, 31. And um, he's still in his physical prime. Obviously coming out of it, but still in it. Yeah. Like he's still in range of his physical prime. Yeah. And yeah, he had some injuries. I think he's healthy as he's ever been. And... I just want to address all the Asian Americans that are disappointed. Because, it's fair to be disappointed. Because I got to count myself amongst them. Like I said, I went through an arc. Yeah. And I had to understand really what was important to him and where he was at mentally, emotionally, physically, and also what was the interest around the league. And listen, you guys, this is a great move because Jeremy's going to get a chance to go over there, show what he can do when he's running a team, get all the highlights, really lead a team far into the playoffs with other NBA players. They'll be playing against other former NBA players as well. And he'll get a chance to either uplift Asian basketball or Chinese basketball at least, or make a great case for him to come back to the NBA. Yeah. And he's going to have so many projects over there and initiatives that his team's going to be able to drive forward because within that environment... His team's going to be able to drive their initiatives 10 times bigger, 10 times faster, 10 times smoother than they were in the American environment. Yeah. So. I agree. I, I, I Like I, I said, I went through an arc too because I was like, oh my gosh. No, no. Guys, yeah. 
it's totally fair to be let down. And I do understand that not all Asian Americans are excited as us because we do go back to Asia a lot. And we have been trying to keep up a little bit with the CBA already. Well, our friend, uh, Big Wing, got just drafted. Yeah, we know a guy who just got drafted to the CBA. One of the second the, overall. Yeah, one of the sixteen guys who got drafted. Uh, our friend Nelson plays uh, pro ball in Macau right now, and so obviously we have a lot of ties and interest in Asian basketball. I understand that. There's a lot of other Asian Americans that just want to see an Asian guy in the NBA, and that's it. It's disappointing. It's sad. I didn't want him to go. I wanted an NBA team to pick him up. But guys, accepting that nobody was interested. Yeah, and that's it. And I do think that um, it was tough. I, it's I mean, tough. you think it's, it's tough. tough. You, you it's think it's tough. It's tough to defend the stats when he went to Toronto. Stats. Numbers and I'm are not the gonna numbers. get into it. I'm not gonna get into it. It's tough to defend. I heard it was because he was changing his shot. You know, he's trying to take the load off his legs. Anyway, like we said, sports, Andrew. Sports is very different from entertainment sports <laughs> Andrew, I'll, I'll end with this you guys the reason i'll always support jeremy is because sports is not like other forms of entertainment yes there are some politics at some level but at the end of the day it's can you deliver the goods it's a meritocracy mm -hmm. and that is why jeremy lynn was on the cover of two time magazines in a row yeah because this man was defying every single stereotype that asian men were not masculine too docile, too weak to compete with in the global spectrum. Yeah. And he dominated the best league in the world for a couple months. Jeremy is the only one of the few full Asian celebrities that you can say competed on a pure meritocracy. Because if you guys think about movies and entertainment even and comedy, even comedy, even YouTube, you guys, a lot of it has to do with cultural trends who the gatekeepers approve, how you look, are you just really good looking or not, or interesting looking? You're connected to somebody in your family who's high up. Do you know how to make fun of yourself? Yeah, you just appeal to different markets. Yeah. It's not a scientific performance-based arena. Basketball absolutely was. Guys, that's the word on the 50-50 podcast about Jeremy Lin playing in the Chinese Basketball Association, being signed with the Beijing Ducks. He's got one year out there right now. We'll see how it goes. He might stay out there for multiple years. Hey, I got my... In fact, I'm going to go online right now and go order those X-Teps. Guys, we're excited. Uh, David's going to go order some Chinese uh, basketball shoes. And in the comments below, you let us know. One in the comments below, let us know what you think about the 50-50 show. It's our new show on this channel. It's kind of like a podcast, but more like a show. And also in the comments below, let us know what you're excited for. I'm sorry. In the comments below, also let us know what you're excited for. Why you're excited about Jeremy going to the CBA. What do you think about it? Were you sad? Were you happy? Were you both? I was sad and mad and disappointed at first, but now I'm very excited for him. All right, guys. I'm smiling just thinking about it. Hey, guys. It's going to be awesome. Thank you for watching. Make sure to subscribe. Hit the notification button. Leave a comment down below. We like to see that comment section build up. And until next time, we out. Peace. He's going to roll. Yes. Roll over there. 30 points per game. Mark it down. Championship. It's going to be like the, the, the Shaq over there. He's probably the tallest dude on the team. Honestly, I was a little confused.
not because of his decisions, but because of the NBA. Because it was really boggling to me during the offseason just seeing all these players that I thought Jeremy was far better than getting these contracts, multi-year deals. I like automatically Googled Beijing Ducks. He needs a place where people believe in him, right? Like he always thrives in a system like at the Nets when they're like, hey, we're gonna put you first. Well, he was saying the only way up when you hit rock bottom is up. And that meant he was trying to find his way out, you know what I mean? He was trying to find what would initially make him happy. And I think the Ducks was a good move. As long as he gets to play his style of basketball, and we haven't seen that in a couple years from him, um, then I'm happy for him. At first, I was a little disappointed. I was like, man, NBA, like, going down from there. But honestly, I realized that God has a plan for Jeremy. And there's a lot of people in China that Jeremy can reach out to. So I believe in you, Jeremy. You can make a difference out there. And uh, we're rooting for you. All right, stat line prediction, points, rebounds, assists. I think it goes 25 points. I think it goes seven assists. I think it goes six rebounds, right? And I think the Beijing Ducks make it to the finals. Average 28 points, 12 assists, five, six steals, still quick. You know, maybe like five rebounds. I think he's gonna be like, I don't know what they're doing out there, but I feel like he can MVP that, right? The, uh, the old dude in the league now, he's gonna be like, dishing the ball, coaching players, so I'll say we'll be like uh, 5 points, 12 assists a game kind of person. 12 rebounds too. Yeah, 5 you know. points? Yeah. 5. Hey man, dude, Jeremy's not, he's in the business of changing people's lives, you know. Alright, fine, I'll give him 50 points, how about that?